Hello. Someone called XO Baby Girl Marie seven five nine seven wants to talk to me on Skype. <laughs> That's me. It's my other name. <laughs> oh man, this request was sent to me on the second of November. Wow. I missed out. Yeah, moments passed. Damn. Is seven five nine seven her date of birth? Oof. Yes, it is. <laughs> Hang on, my math isn't very good. Uh, she's she's fifteen. No, uh, she's. Hang on. She's eighteen. <laughs> she's seventeen. She's eighteen. She'll eighteen. Be eighteen this year. She'll be eighteen this year. Fuck. And that's what matters. People born in nineteen ninety-seven are eighteen this year. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. So, we're talking about Stardust Vanguards. Stardust Vanguards? Let's yeah. talk about Stardust Vanguards. We should do that. Um, okay. <laughs> so, we, we originally played this game back in August last year, and at that at that stage, it had all the basic concepts, but since then, Jason's gone and added a load of new modes and uh, maps that you unlock as you play. Jason who, for the sake of the listeners? Jason Cooey. Ah, uh, that's why you didn't say his surname, because you were worried that you weren't going to pronounce it right. Kind of. Half that, well, half Well, now we'll find out if he yeah. listens to this. If we get a very rude email sometime <laughs> soon, we'll know yeah. why. So, I, I didn't realise that we played this all the way back in August. Yeah. Because I remember playing it, and I didn't actually know that this was a pre-release version of the game until I saw a release date about a week ago. Right. I figured we was actually playing a final version of the game. I had no, I had no concept that this was an unreleased game. That's mm. how polished it, uh, it was, and for how long it's been in such a good state. Yeah, and he's the the focus is has been on balancing and making it just a really tight game to play that that just feels right. And you can definitely, you, we could tell that back then. Like mm. it's something that he that he put up once he was happy with, and from there it's just. It's just grown in content, but the the core of it was already pretty well polished back then. Yeah, yeah. So, just to explain a bit about what the game is, it's local multiplayer, pretty much only. You you can play on your own, but that's not really the focus. And it's a single screen affair, sort of like a tower fall or a, or a samurai gun. You control a mech, like a like from an eighties anime space opera, and you win by by taking down three other players. And you have like a combination of a sword, a laser pistol, and you have a shield which you can use for three seconds, a maximum of three seconds per life to sort of defend yourself and get out of danger. Obviously everyone else has got the same armaments that you do. And the sort of unique thing about the game is that as you're surviving, you know, as you're staying alive and as you're defeating enemies, you'll end up accruing something called reinforcement points, which you'll lose if you if you die. But if you get to use it, you know, before you forget it's there or before you get killed, it will bring in a load of AI to fight for you, which, you know, as, as battles progress and everyone starts gaining RP and starts using it, it goes from just four mechs on screen to, like, maybe a hundred or so units attacking each other. Add to that a random encounter system that will randomly throw a group of AI-controlled pirates that will fight everyone and will sometimes overwhelm the battle so you you'll be getting into a good one-on-one -on -one with someone and and suddenly you'll be rushed you'll both be rushed by this invading force 
it really puts a unique spin on the local local single screen multiplayer game. It sort of becomes cooperative out of nowhere, right? Exactly, yeah. Because if you don't cooperate, that thing's just going to wipe you all out and there'll be um, no winner. <laughs> and we had that a few times back a, a few weeks ago when we had we had two people with only one life each and it was the worst, the most inopportune time for the pirates to come in and they both got wiped out whilst they were struggling to uh, stay alive against each other. Now, did you say laser pistol? Yeah. Has that always been there? Yeah, it has. Um, it's pretty, it's the, pretty why I don't win, isn't it? The, yes. yeah, it's on the B button. <laughs> so the fo- yeah, the focus is on is on the sword because the pistol. I think you only get it's an, it's an auto pistol, and it aims at the enemy. You know, as you're firing it, it sort of goes in that direction. It sort of doesn't really track it. Uh, doesn't really track the enemy once 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 it's been fired. Oh, that's that is like the little pellets that you shoot out. Yeah, and you only yeah, have. Right, I think yeah, you've yeah. only got like twelve of them per life. I was going to say it's like. You basically spray it and then it's gone forever until exactly. you die. Basically, yeah, isn't it? definitely, it, and it's not really not really a valid tactic for killing uh, another player, but it's good as a distraction to sort of get them to react and move out the way. And actually, this is funny because I realised today that there is also a dash move, and this would be funny to you two in that it's exactly like Towerfall Ascension, where we'd all forget that this dash move, which was is quite useful, is just something that you forget is there can you pick up ammo using it like towerfall no no ah okay it, it's, it's, a, it's a, a simple evade move it's an, yeah it's an evade move but if you overuse it then your engines will burn out and you'll be stranded for a few seconds right but it seems pretty useful to get away from from combat and get out of a of a pinch but the 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 best way to avoid getting killed is actually with the shield so you have basically got ammo on that as well but it's three seconds per life so you can use it in a quick burst or you can use it for a three second stretch to get across the map through like a load of enemy fire it's it's all a case of just playing it enough to understand how to make best use of of those you know different moves and those different weapons and i think yep. as we as we keep playing it we'll we'll see that more and more that we'll all be getting better at it and the, the matches will be even more exciting I think uh, one thing about the pistol, for example, that I don't try to use it against enemy players because uh, yeah. it's too slow. It's it's not really enough to give them a fright, uh, yeah. but it is really good for thinning out uh, populations of the AI ships that come in, Certainly. especially when the pirates come in. You just like hose them down because they don't really get out of the way so quickly. Yeah, the the smaller the smaller uh, AI units will will go down with one bullet shot. Yeah, uh, so you the, just the, unleash a, a wave at them. Yeah. And exactly. hopefully take down five or six at least. Yeah, because uh, I usually do try and use it as some some form of distraction. Like I'll charge towards someone, guns blazing, and then sort of dash one way. Well, not dash because I've not been using dash. <laughs> <It's fun. laughs> I would dart one way and then sword them. So yeah, one one of the things that is interesting about this game is everyone, as is apparent by this conversation alone, has their own way of playing it, their own little strategies. I have not been using the laser pistol against the pirates at all. I just kind of, I use the sword to dispatch all of those as quickly as possible. And yeah. the ammo to me is quite precious. Yeah, I mean, you lose your life so quickly in that game, or, or can, that you might as well just re- like use what you can of, of the shield and of the, of the pistol when it, when it makes sense, rather than aiming to just use the, the sword. That seems to be the way to go but again like none of us are experts at this we've not played it enough to really get into the 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 fine 
High-level gameplay. High-level gameplay, exactly. <laughs> well, so, something Jason Jason put up on, on Twitter a couple of uh, little strats that I was trying to run last Friday, and one of which is instead of using your shield in a mighty selfish way and saving your own caboose, as it were, uh, you actually use your shield tactically to protect your AI ships. Hmm. So, because oh, they're so actually their bullets... No, you can't bubble them, but you can get in front of them. Right. Like, their fire will go through you, or past you, should I yeah. say. So you can you can sort of put your bubble up in front of them, uh, take a bit of enemy fire, and keep your ships alive for those precious seconds. Because I don't know if it's true, but their, their guns seem to be more powerful than your pistol, for example. Which makes sense if you've got, like, a huge spaceship firing cannons. Sure. Mm. And there's a load of there's a load of incidental details that are really cool with with the combat that I noticed playing it again today. Like, I I guess you guys saw that you can you can deflect bullets with the with the sword as well. Yes, yeah. The last time we played, I noticed um, that. Yeah, and then I noticed the auto aim. Like, if you're if you strafe around an enemy, like circle strafe an enemy, then the bullets sort of give a nice long spread that they will have a, a difficult time avoiding. And then and then for example, the gun. When you press the B button to fire, it won't fire if there's nothing to shoot at. So if you're behind a piece of scenery and there's no, there's, it can't get a lock, it won't even fire. So you won't waste, you won't waste any any ammo on that. Ah, now I know that I'm just going to be spamming B all the time, <laughs> and that's going to ruin everything. Now well, I know that I'm just going to hide behind an asteroid. <laughs> Come and get. I've seen things like, um, yeah, when you spawn, you're on a shield, and it will last for. a a fair amount of time until you get away from the spawn point, but you can break it immediately if you want to use the gun. Just, just a small like number of like details like that that actually hides some some sort of depth in in the combat that I'm looking forward to seeing us all get better with. And yeah, the sort of deliberate speed to attacking, like, and the de- deliberate distance of the sword and the reach of the sword, um, and even something that I think is quite important that wasn't really telegraphed overtly but which i found out through sort of trial and error today is that if you come into contact with an enemy it won't you won't take damage you'll only take damage from attacks which and i was always sort of holding my arm really far sort of like trying to just hit them with the tip of my sword and right. not really get too close for fear of taking damage but once you realize that there isn't there's nothing to be afraid of there you sort of go hell for leather and you sort of go a bit more Harder into into. And if you're getting if you're getting closer, the spread of the sword, you can take out more enemies. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I've seen that, and you can sort of get them through cover and 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 things like that as well. Oh, it goes through cover. Sort of, just about. Um, if if cover isn't long enough for the sword uh, to sort of cover the whole length of the sword, then it then it will right. go through. So I was I wanted to talk about new features that have come in since we last played it. And this is a this is a final game. It's coming out on the thirtieth of Jan, and the sort of additional stuff that's been added since we last saw it is just a a load of new maps and new modes that are unlocked just by playing the game. Uh, I think we unlocked a few maps whilst we were playing the multiplayer, but it didn't really seem apparent as to why, you know, when and why they were being unlocked. Uh, but today I played through the whole co-op mode on my own, just on easy mode, just to see if I could try a bit of all of the content and winning a uh, you know winning a match on a map will unlock the next one and and some of the maps are really fantastic like there's a there's a purity to the opening map which is just 
four asteroids that you can take cover behind but then you've got maps where the scenery will rotate where there's destructible uh, cover where you've got asteroids that you can shield sort of run into with your shield and it will fly towards the enemy and they have to sort of take cover from it with the shield otherwise they, they'll take damage just a load of little details to the additional arenas that, that unlock later on it's amusing, actually, because I, I did check out um, a video before we did this. We right. started this podcast, and I saw some of the maps that you're describing. And for me, the game was already enjoyable just with that basic four-asteroid map. Yeah. I, I was actually quite satisfied with that. And as you said, the, the, the purity of it, yeah, seeing the others makes me want to boot some of them up next time we gather around. Certainly. And, and now now I've played through them all. We've got them all to, to play other than the, so the, I wanted to talk about the co-op actually, because that was what I was playing today. So it's wave-based. You can play it with four people, and your RP, the reinforcement points, you, you lose them per wave, but you you get all of your ammo and your shield timer back per wave, and it it seems really satisfying. It seems really difficult on the harder levels, so I'm looking forward to trying that with with other players. And that's up to four players, right, on the co-op as well. Yeah, it's four. It's four. It's one to four for co-op and two to four for the versus mode. And then the versus have got has got another set of different modes. It has like a King of the Hill style mode called Conquest, where you just got to stay in this one part of the map and accrue, I guess, points for staying in there long enough. And it probably moves about. Like uh, I've not been able to play it in, in multiplayer, obviously, but that seems pretty cool. Uh, it's going to have where well, it has uh, team-based play. Obviously, we've just been playing. All for all against all, but there will be sort of blue versus red style deathmatch or this conquest mode, and then there's uh the final mode is like a space. It's called space ball. They describe it as a CTF football. Um, oh wow! So be, that, like, that that perks my interest. So I, I love catch yeah. the flag. It does seem pretty cool. So you've got like a ball that you you have to knock about and sort of get deflected into your spot on the map to to get a point. But obviously the other team can sort of you know defend their zone and and stop it from having you get a point yeah okay so it's sort of like super hyper kinetic baseball football thing (laughs) yeah the way the way the 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 ball is bouncing around and what you've just uh shown us here rob uh (laughs) makes me want to play wind jammers (laughs) (laughs) just 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 what what doesn't make you want to play wind jammers though (laughs) waking up in the morning right yeah, basically, like when I'm choking on food, I might be briefly not thinking of windjammers. <laughs> so remind me, in in the the standard game mode that we've been playing, yeah, is it the first to X amount of kills, or is it the is it a survival? It's it's uh, you have lives. It's, it's life ten based. Lives, no? Yeah, or yeah, I think something like that. Is te- is, is that customizable? Um. I'm not sure if you can set it to kills, but yeah, it's like it's uh, it's kind of like built in as a tactic that you avoid combat yeah. as much as you do go into it. Because I have a, a reasonably decent win-loss ratio in playing this, mm. and I'm thinking back to how I play it, and then that's basically as a coward. <laughs> um, so well, <laughs> the less noise a... that I'm making, the, the better I seem to do. But then I just sort of sneak in with my sword play. <laughs> But as a coward, you you are forever at the mercy of enormous waves of pirates. Yeah, so in the most recent build, I don't know if that's been rebalanced or not, um, I did get my ass handed to me quite often either by pirates or by... I think the thing that topped me off last was um, one of the other players brought their reinforcements in and I actually got overwhelmed by it. I was, I was used to handling them quite easily. 
Yeah, I've noticed that too. I've noticed that it's definitely better balanced than when we originally tried it and it actually means that it's being life-based is the only way that this should be played from from what I'm seeing. I think that that means that people will feel like they can try and avoid combat but they won't be able to get away from it because rather than like in Samurai Gun where you could hide in a corner and then there'd only be one point where someone could attack you from, in this enemies can come from any corner of the screen and you can't guess where they're coming from and actually going into combat gives you far more RP to spend than just hiding out, which means that if you're avoiding combat, you may be doing yourself in by not being able to reinforce yourself appropriately when the enemy is able to. Yeah, and that was exactly what happened. I think I managed to make it down to the last two. Yeah. Um, but I didn't have, you know, anything to spend, basically, which meant I had no reinforcements. And uh, the other player just basically brought in all of his cronies. And while I was dealing with them, he rushed towards me as well. And I can't remember if it was him or his reinforcements. It, was, it just became too much. Yeah. And that was a really that was a really good balance, I thought, because I, I, I think I was getting away with sneaking around beforehand. And now you get punished for doing so. So you've got to pick your spots when, when you should charge into battle yeah. and then kind of... Uh, Keep a, keep your, keep yourself at bay from when it gets too crazy. It's the risk reward as well, the RP, because you know you can mm. hold off, try and keep your RP, and then come in with an absolute swarm. And yeah. of course, the more RP you get, it's not only bigger numbers but bigger ships. You That's... know, so you come in with with some gunships and things like that. You can sort of like use them, and it's it's sort of the tactic that I use as well, which is little bits at a time. You never know where your next death is coming from, so I always try and bring in my ships in dribs and drabs because they just might irritate somebody enough into making a mistake. Yeah, that's definitely a good tactic because it's basically on the Y button and the longer you hold it, the more points that you have accrued, the more you use. But yeah, you can just uh, tap it for a short period of time every 10 seconds and you'll you'll bring a ship here and there from all directions. But yeah, definitely worth holding on to them sometimes because as Tom said, you on the on the sort of lower RP end, you'll bring in something that only takes one shot to kill. Later on, you could bring in five long ships that ha that fire a lot of ammo and take a lot to take down. So yeah, I mean, it's it's there's a lot of tactics, there's a lot of risk and reward in there as well, which is something that I like. I do I do find you can get sort of on a bad run, you know. Sometimes you just anything you do doesn't seem to work. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, think it's a case of other players get in the zone, right? Yeah, you see yeah, others get in the zone and you just you just can't catch up with them. <laughs> exactly, you know, or or you know you're doing quite well and then random pirate assault and you just lose it to the first pirate ship that that pokes its snout into the screen. But uh, the other thing to mention is the rounds are over. Like, this is not talking epic battles that last 25, 30 minutes. So even if you go out, it's not long until you're, you're straight back in to the action in the next round. And the length is perfect as well. It reminds me of a game like Towerfall, where it's a really action-packed blast that definitely doesn't overstay its welcome. And by the time the round's over, everyone wants to play again. And you know it's it's very difficult to decide when to actually stop playing because the pace is the pace is just paced so well and everyone yeah. gets an opportunity to to get their victory at some point. I was thinking about how I wanted to describe the presentation style for this, and I don't need to put too much effort in because it's not exactly hard for someone just to look it up. But I always 
it's so easy to fall back on the it looks like a 16-bit game <laughs> but i think in reality it looks like what you wanted 16-bit games to look like when you had a snes or a mega drive yeah um because you know the graphics are actually although they're pixel art style they're very crisp there's a, a high amount of detail and obviously there's tons of units on screen with no slowdown so it's it's kind of what you wished you were able to play uh, in the 90s. Yes, uh, reminds me of Shovel Knight in that way that if that game is better because it learns from that era rather than just being that era. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what some of these throwback games lack is, you know, they, they restrict themselves too much. And uh, Stardust Vanguard's, at least artistically, the music and the art, harks back to that era, but actually uh, is very much a modern game. So it's a modern local pl- local multiplayer game. Yeah, but I I think you've both missed what is most important about the about the presentation style as well, and that is that your characters blink on the character selection screen. That's true. They it emote. is amazing. Like you 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 pick your your character. They they stand there. You can only really see the face, but they are there blinking. They look they look alive. And then when you select, you make the definitive selection. The mask drops down and they they turn into the mech. I mean that that little piece of attention to detail there is something that I think stands out through the whole game. You it know, reminds you can talk me about of... like the the shield effect and that kind of thing, but but really just at the beginning, just even on the character selection screen, where there's really not that much necessity to put a lot of detail in. It's just for me, it really caps it off. You know, it's it's yeah. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. It was great. It was just like. Is my guy blinking? My guy's blinking. Cool. There's just a lot of love that's obviously gone into this this project. You, you get the feeling that this is an established universe, even though it exists only in this game. You, you could, I, I could yeah. almost believe that it's um, it's based off of an actual anime series or something. The amount of attention that's gone into the four characters you can select. It, it reminds me of when, I, when I've been looking through all the old SNES and Mega Drive era games that were only available in Japan, and you stumble across something that has like really awesome artwork, and oh, it's based on an actual anime. That's why it looks so good. Yeah, that, that's that's the that's the sort of thing this reminds me of. Yeah, and I, I I'm kind of pretty sure that there isn't something that this is coming from, but you're right that it, you feel like I I, I want to go and watch the Stardust uh, Vanguard's anime. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think that's the developer's next step, surely. You know? <laughs> yeah. If this like... does well, you know, sack it all off and make an anime. Why not? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I've been following as well the the developer Jason on on Twitter for a little while, and you know, a lot of this stuff he's doing himself. You know, even down to the sound effects, he's he's got a mic and he's he's working on this himself. Right. It's a uh, it's, it's a passion project. Exactly. I mean, you've got you've got some of the voice actors doing the the sort of intercom announcer, telling you how many times you've been splattered across the map or whatever. He's he's basically you know even down to the Steam. How do you call it? The emoticons on Steam. Yeah. He had a whole day on Twitter where he was just talking about how much fun he was having making <laughs> emoticons on Steam for his game. You know. <laughs> oh what? Like emoticons you can use in Steam chat. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, I've completely forgot that those unlock, right? Is yeah, that yeah, part yeah. So, of if you when you get all the trading cards and everything, those sort of exactly. things unlock, and you can exactly. You can so he's he's spent them. a whole day, you know, <laughs> having a lot of fun with himself, just sort of doodling around making these uh, Steam emoticons. So there's so much passion and so much love behind this project. It's really nice to see, sort of in these cynical times, you know. Yeah. 
Do you know if he did the uh, voiceover for when you when you make any selection in the menu, like a how to play? I'm not going to commit myself to an answer <laughs> on that one. I would say probably yes. <laughs> we should, but we I should guess, uh, poke him on Twitter and find out. <laughs> I'll, I'll find out later on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I think we've covered everything. Like I, I, I've seen a few, there's a few things that, like when we were playing in a busy room, it's difficult to, to sort of pass the information on screen and know what's going on, like because the hard elements are kind of small. But I don't actually knock the game for that because I appreciate the depth in there. Now that we've played it a little more, like it's one of them, one of the games that's going to stick around. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not exactly a spectator sport. Uh, but I have to say, for the four people who are involved in a battle at that point, is it's pretty intense. It's, <laughs> it's funny. I like. Um, I almost have to disagree with that one. I was actually having a blast watching other people play and the little rivalries that people <laughs> don't don't know or are pretending uh, are unaware. They're unaware of the little rivalries in the room that build up over time. But th this is. This is one of my favorite kinds of game in that there isn't an end. I, I've, especially since we've been doing our multiplayer events, I like the games that we just keep on coming back to, like Towerfall, like Nidhogg. Um, it reminds me of booting up Bomberman every weekend with friends when I was at school. And this is definitely one of those games that's just going to be on that playlist for eternity. I agree. I do too, as long as Rob stops winning. Oh, Yeah.